Blog Talk Radio. Great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. And you're listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? The name of the show today Lone Star Pure Genius. You hear a great story today about Lone Star Credit Union and the CUSO that they started, and just a great, great interview. Had to wait all week because we recorded this last Friday, and that's been the toughest thing, waiting to actually broadcast this show. A great story. Becky Reed, the CEO of Lone Star Credit Union, and Jack Smith, the CEO of Pure IT Credit Union Services, that great CUSO owned by Lone Star, they actually met as managers of Camelot Music Store. Yes, they worked at the Camelot Music Store. Now, for you millennials, I will save you a Google search. That does not mean they found a way to place themselves in the mythical literary world of King Arthur and his court. No. Believe it or not, there was a time when you wanted to buy music You went to the mall, and you went to the music store, and that's where their story started way back in the late 1980s and early 1990s. They're both great fans of a wide range of music, and their two brands are in harmony right now, and both brands are rocking it. And this is going to be a great show. It's a great interview, and we're going to talk to Jack and Becky. Let's remember that movie back in the day, Benny and June. This is Becky and Jack. And we're going to do it all right after this. This is why PowerPoint and webinars send me hate mail. It's conference quality information without the expense report. It's the power of performance. Right. right now is a great time to welcome Becky Reed, the CEO of Lone Star Credit Union, and Jack Smith, the CEO of Pure IT Credit Union Solutions. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. We're excited. Yeah. The studio audience has been asking me if um, Becky can hook them up with a $15,000 unsecured line of credit and if Jack can fix their Wi-Fi. And I told them that is not why you're here today. You're here to talk about the great organization that you two represent. And I want to start with you, Becky. Uh, I was told by someone I've I've come to trust um, that you are a bit of a trailblazer in the credit union world. And having had a chance to visit with you uh, before the show, I can tell that that's true. I wanted to ask you, have you always been a trailblazer, or has it been what you've witnessed in the credit union marketplace over the course of your career that has compelled you to kind of go your own way? 
Well, so I think that uh, trailblazers are born, uh, not made. And so, uh, yes, I was born this way <laughs> um, uh, and um, achieved the, the moniker of Bossy Becky um, at probably the age of two. So, uh, so I've, always, <laughs> I've always been kind of a, a risk taker, uh, not afraid of, of kind of stepping outside the lines a little bit, um, and what I can tell you from working in the industry for the last 20 years or so is that I feel like the industry has gotten old and a little stale, mm. and um, so being called a, a trailblazer uh, is kind of an interesting thing to me because I've always been what I am, but I think 20 years ago, credit unions were a little more trailblazer-ish than they are today. So. Um, you know, if I stand out today, it's just because the industry uh, has changed, not because I've changed. Well, I'll tell you, we, we both have that um, instinct about the staleness and some things. I, I have not been called a trailblazer in the credit union marketplace. I've been called actually much, much worse than that because my attitude on um, what a credit union should be doing more of. But I think that's fascinating. Of course, one of the things you did that's, that's trailblazer-ish is you – you know, got together with Jack and started this QSO. And Jack, I think QSOs are one of the best innovations in the credit union marketplace. Absolutely. And you guys are rocking it. You just celebrated your 50th client. Tell us why so many credit unions are placing their faith and their brand in your experienced architects and consultants. Well, I think it's because, first off, I think it's because we know credit unions so well and because we've been blessed and fortunate enough to have leadership in our organization that comes from that space. But I also think it's because we come from outside of the space. A lot of the architects and some of us are, were not um, credit union folks. In fact, we'd worked uh, in large enterprise and for large enterprises from a consulting and, and an um, architectural standpoint. And so being able to bring some of that knowledge to the credit unions to help them make that transition. But I think the key that why we've grown so fast is because we're vendor neutral or vendor agnostic for lack of a better term. And what I mean by that is we don't sell hardware or software and we actually come in to help formulate a strategy that aligns with what the credit union is trying to do from a growth perspective and how it's trying to engage members and how it's trying to grow its loans and, and take care of its fiduciary responsibilities. And that the reality that is set in with most credit unions that they're no longer you know, financial institutions that use technology, they're, they're technology institutions that provide financial services. And so I think that seems to resonate. I think the industry knows it's under attack and under threat by fintechs and by big banks who can spend, you know, a lot of money on the technology side and credit unions have to catch up and stay relevant in today's marketplace. Well, that's a great way to explain it. I love that word resonate. Here on the power performance, we use a musical term called reverberation, and that is exactly true. And when it reverberates through the marketplace, good things are going to happen. It's evidenced by 50 clients now. Now, Becky, I've maintained for years that QSOs, in many cases, are a better alternative to services, the price point, the relevant services, in many cases, than things that credit, credit unions used to traditionally get from other sources like Leagues. Is the pure ITQ so and its success a bit of validation of this? Well, I think so. Um, certainly, you talked about being a trailblazer earlier, and, and certainly, uh, QSOs have been around for quite some time. And, and it's a unique thing in our industry that we're able to use that collaborative spirit that is really at the heart of what it is that we do and create companies that are 
able to help credit unions compete in the marketplace that Jack just uh, mentioned, which is only getting um, tighter and tighter and, and more difficult to keep up with. And so QSOs provide a, a very unique opportunity, and credit unions who invest in QSOs tend to be a little bit more forward-thinking. However, most of the credit unions that invest in QSOs are a little bit larger in asset size than what Lone Star Credit Union is. So it was a little bit of a stepping outside the lines uh, when Lone Star uh, Credit Union's executive team and board of directors decided uh, to invest in uh, Pure IT, and certainly we've never looked back. Uh, I do believe that QSOs are the future of our credit union industry. I do not view other credit unions as competitors. I view them as partners. And it's through QSOs that we're able to help each other and create the economies of scale that the huge banks out there have. So if you take all of the assets of all the credit unions in the United States, coast to coast, it does not equal one Bank of America. Mm. So that's what we're competing wow. against. That, that is, that's a great, I just kind of envisioned that in my head, and that is, that is insane. That is crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was surprised when I saw the asset size of Lone Star and that you had a QSO, and it's that very entrepreneurial vibe that you guys are demonstrating that I thought was missing in the credit union marketplace in some quarters, and so that's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you. Uh, back to you, Jack. If you could get, and I'm not saying that you could, maybe at Texas Stadium, I don't know, maybe you could get all those people at Texas Stadium, <laughs> You'd be up on the big 100-yard-wide big-screen TV. If you could get all of the CEOs and decision-makers in the credit union marketplace together in one room, or in this particular case, Texas Stadium, what would you tell them about the future of IT and how it's going to impact their business, and more importantly, how Pure IT can help? Well, that's a really good question, and I think that the first thing that I would tell them is that it's really not even about the future of IT. It's, it's the future in general, and, and IT just plays an, an enabling role in that future. If you think about it, when you talk about um, artificial intelligence and you talk about machine learning and you talk about all the different technologies that are coming to bear, business analytics, data where, I mean, you know, data science, all of the things that are really, for lack of a better term, um, very hot right now in the marketplace of ideas and people trying to adopt and figure out how to implement those technologies, that is the future. I mean, I think innovation is, gonna, is happening at a clip and a rate. I mean, there's a thing called Moore's Law in technology, and it used to be that technology changes every 18 months, and that held true for a long time, and now it's really down to about 12 months to nine months. So it's actually gotten faster, and so with that rapid of change in technology, it is, it is crucial um, to stay relevant. You have to get the foundational pieces as where pure IT really helps with credit unions. Actually just getting the strategy aligned with technology and then getting the foundational pieces in place so that you can scale, so that you can figure out how to bolt on other pieces of technology that are gonna help the credit union grow and, and make the right decisions. I mean, you know, we have conversations all the time with credit unions about um, how do you get to actual dashboards from a technology perspective that give you real-time data so that you can act uh, on that data, because their competitors are already doing that. Um, their competitors already have data science that they're utilizing. Their competitors already know how to, to drill down into members. So all of those things are relevant, but you have to have the, the foundational technology, which is one of the things that I have to give Becky a huge amount of credit for. When, when we first engaged with Becky, 
Um, it was because she realized that she was about to make a huge change in the credit union, but she needed the foundational pieces and the infrastructure and everything to be able to support all of the things that she wanted to be able to go do to help grow the credit union. And so um, that's what we do. We, we can come in, we look at, we, I mean, if I had a bunch of seeds in the room, I'd tell them that we're not the answer to everything. We're a piece of the puzzle. But the crucial piece for you that you have to understand and grab hold of right now is IT has to have a seat at the table strategically for you to be relevant in the next three to five years. I mean, there's just no other way. And so that needs to really resonate throughout credit union land that you've got to engage your IT folks. And, they, and, and here's the problem. They have to be strategic and they have to understand how the technology helps the business, not just technology for technology's sake. Because quite frankly, just buying technology doesn't solve a problem. Um, how you use it, what people you have in place and what processes you're, you're, you're automating or you're trying to enhance, that is where it all comes together. So it's a really a three-legged stool. It's people, process, and technology, and technology is only one leg of that stool. If you don't have the other two legs, that stool won't stand up. So I think that's what I would tell them, that it's really bringing it all together. Well, I've got to tell you, when we uh, tweet out the show on Fridays and, and the week after, a lot of times I'll, I'll grab what I call quote keepers from the guests. Uh, you guys need to be responsible for about 16,000 tweets on my part because there have been so many good quote keepers in this interview. Becky, back to you. You are a trailblazer. The entrepreneurial spirit that you have at your credit union, the chance I had to talk to you. I wanted to ask you a very candid question. Does, does the credit union marketplace need more people like you right now? Yes, and uh, we need more members to understand uh, the uniqueness of and the advantages of joining a credit union. And I know that CUNA has an uh, initiative going right now uh, about um, credit unions and, and understanding what we are. But to me, credit unions were the original crowdfunders. That's what we did. A bunch of people came together, pooled their money, Absolutely. and people who had money loaned it to people who didn't. And that's crowdfunding. And that's exciting, and that's new, and that's great, and that absolutely will resonate with the millennials and the Gen Z and the next generation after that. People helping people. That is what we do. And how in the world our industry became so stodgy and boring and slow, I don't know. But we have got to change that in the future. We can no longer be slow and stodgy. We've got to be quick, nimble, and we are at the perfect asset size to be able to do that. We are not the giant Titanic. None of us are. Even the billion-dollar shops are not the giant Titanic that Bank of America or Wells Fargo is. Um, we can move quickly, and so I would like to see more of that fast-moving, innovative, collaborative spirit happening um, in the industry, that grassroots uh, feeling. Um, I I'd like to see that come back. I agree with you, and, and with professionals like you in the marketplace, it's certainly going to be easier to do if we get more people with your attitude and your experience. To wrap things up, we always like to just kind of do some fun uh, questions. Uh, Becky, to you first. I know uh, one of the things I always tell young people is if you have good credit and you need an auto loan and you don't go to a credit union, you're going to end up spending more money than you should. Becky, what was your first car? My first car was a Honda CRX. I know. 1986. The red, white, and blue one? 
Yes, it was red. It was. Yes, my mom said it looked like a pregnant roller skate, but I loved it. I am very, very, very familiar with that brand. I joined the Army in 1986, and I don't know why, but it seemed like almost every other soldier at the 7th Infantry Division had that very car. That was a very, very popular <laughs> car that year. Uh, Jack, to you, my father got his master's in computer science. Actually, they used to call it electrical engineering back in 1985, and I remember his, uh, his thesis for his master's degree was on artificial intelligence. And I just thought, okay, Dad, you know, uh, you're trying to give me some kind of Star Trek stuff, but that's never going to be anything that we experience in our life. Do you remember, Jack, what your first computer was? Wow. So my very first computer, my grandfather worked at Amico um, back in the uh, 70s and 80s, and he brought home a desktop computer. It was an old IBM green screen. Um, I want to say it was in 80, 1980. I think I was 10 years old. And um, I used to play Adventure. There was a game called Adventure on there, and it was all words. It would just say, you're walking. What do you want to do, walk left or right? And you would type in left or right. And that was really the first computer I ever was um, exposed to. And it, it, I, I played on it all the time. And there were no graphics. It's, it's so crazy to think about now. But, yeah, that was the very That's first computer funny. that I ever played on. Becky, when you walked into your first job at the credit union or in, in banking, do you remember what passed for technology on your first day as a young banking professional? Uh, the first day you walked into your job at either a bank or a credit union? Well, when I started Becky, in credit union. Becky, come on, tell me it was a 10 key by touch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was. And I tell you what, I'm still a master at the 10 key, and um, yes. I still can do it very well. But, yes, we actually put our teller transactions in the 10 key, and that's how and all of the um, incoming money was black and all of the outgoing money was red and uh, on our um, ticker tape. And that is how we balanced our cash drawer was by a 10-key tape. <laughs> that is crazy. That is so funny. And then finally back to you, Jack, because the world wants to know, are you an Apple guy or an Android guy? Wow. So um, I am an Apple guy now, but yes. that only happened oh. to – that only that only happened two and a half years ago. Actually, I was a oh. I was a PC and an Android person, and then um, one of my architects Sorry. finally convinced me. One of my architects finally convinced me and said, um, "Don't you feel like you spend more time troubleshooting your own PC than you do just doing work?" And I went, "Yes, yeah, some days I do, especially when I have drivers issues." He's like, "Why don't you just bite the bullet and buy a Mac?" And so I did, and it. I never looked back. Yeah, and then I switched yeah. to an iPhone, then I got an iPad, now I have an Apple Watch, so yes, I'm full-on Mac now. <laughs> All right, welcome home, okay? <laughs> I've always said that. Uh, I, I was a Windows guy for a long time. Uh, I loved XP, and when they went to Vista, I always say Vista is Spanish for made me buy a Mac, because that's exactly what that's hilarious. And I never looked back. Either. Hey, folks, her name is Becky Reed. She is the trailblazing CEO from Lone Star Credit Union. His name is Jack Smith. He is the Pure IT Credit Union Services CEO. And thank you both so very, very much for a charming and illuminating interview. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, thank Jason. Thank you, too, Jason. We really
really appreciate the time you've given us. Wow, what a great interview. Uh, check out the episode description. I've got the websites for both organizations right there in the episode description. Uh, show note, there will be no show next Friday due to the 4th of July holiday. So happy birthday, America. Get out there and enjoy some time with your loved ones wherever you may be, anywhere in the United States and beyond. Um, just a great, great story. And two separate entities, two separate things that came together to create harmony and now are creating a legitimate reverberation through the credit union marketplace. A great credit union, a great QSO, and they are leaving their audience wanting more. Hey, the tagline of the show. My name is Jason Dice. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks that question. If your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more and if it's been a long time since your brand rock and roll get a hold of becky or jack and make some beautiful music for your audience want to send a quick shout out to my buddy floyd salamino chief lending officer there at lone star credit union we knew each other when before social media and smartphones and somehow we've survived all this time hey folks until next we speak my name is jason dias just american no hyphen necessary thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon